Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What's up, everybody? Glad to see you on this Sunday night. And I'm sure all of you are uh, very mad at me for doing this during the NBA All-Star Game. I'm sure that you guys were locked into that and are just so mad I'm pulling you away. Uh, That is actually going on right now and uh, couldn't care less. Except for one thing. So apparently Draymond Green is ripping on the city of Cleveland while the game's going on. Um... That's why the sport's losing popularity. But anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. My name, of course, is Michael Borky. Glad to see you guys. We're talking baseball. And if there's time, if there's time, we'll get to the lack of college football playoff expansion. Just give me one second. Let me share this, and then uh, we will be off and running. Just give me one second. I'm talking hoops and playoff expansion dying all right that sounds good enough to me watch here how you guys doing i'm not gonna lie to you i feel like absolute crap i feel like garbage good evening wayne glad to see you i have battled whatever you want to call it crud allergies whatever that whatever the hell it is all weekend um it, it just sucks and it, I was telling my wife this earlier. When you feel like I do, I swear it's worse than like being really sick. Because like when you're really sick, you can just lay down and do nothing and just get better. You know, drink your ginger ale, eat some soup, lay down all day, do nothing, and you're fine. But like I don't feel bad enough to do that. I can still do everything. Like we went to church this morning, all that stuff. Like I did the day, but I was miserable the whole time. Shouldn't have said I was miserable at church. That is not... Something that I should say out loud. I'm talking about sickness, right? Okay. Um, But yeah, I'm feeling like crap. So I'll go for as long as I can uh, before I got to hang it up with you guys. So whatever you want to talk about, you know, like I said, baseball probably going to be on the top of your mind. I would like to at some point get to college football playoff expansion. Maybe. Yeah, good baseball weekend in Oxford anyway. Not so much in, uh, in Starkville. Um. Not so much in Starfield. But here's the thing. So, oh, you don't need to pray for me, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But it's just, you know, the weather going from 78 to 48 to 78 to 48 just gets me all jacked up. You know, that's how it is. But uh, good evening, Harvey. Glad to see you. Yeah, I'm kind of done with it, especially after C.J. McCollum, uh, the president of the Players Association. Can't get in touch with him. Whatever. Just couldn't care less. I'm done. Jason says, you got the COVID? I do not. I do not. It is uh, one of one of the other things that you get this time of year, I suppose. But no, it's not that. Uh, I will be at work tomorrow. 
uh, talking about baseball, obviously. Sterling, with a great question, is the SEC lacking elite arms? Don't want to draw conclusions from week one. And that's kind of the theme of the day, right? Is you, you don't want to draw conclusions from week one for a lot of reasons. Uh, um, one of which is sometimes baseball just happens. Let's be honest. If Arkansas and Illinois State played 100 games against each other, how many would Arkansas win? 90? At least that might even be conservative. And yet, Ark- uh, Illinois State was able to get one from the no fun having Arkansas. So, that in part is that's baseball. Also, uh, you know, this weekend you had funky weather. Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, possibly also, you know, maybe at least around here we had a bit of a, a motivational shock. And maybe there's some truth to what you're saying. Maybe the SEC does, to some degree, lack some elite-level arms. I mean, going into this season, um, that was kind of the question mark, right? Is you had a bunch of teams that could hit the baseball really well. Um, Ole Miss, obviously, being at the top of that in terms of returning production. LSU also with what they did in the transfer portal. People were talking about offense. Offense, 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 offense. But, I mean, where were the elite arms? Where where were they? Arkansas had one, but had to get Tommy John. Vanderbilt's always going to have theirs. Uh, I mean, you know, Florida's got one, right? Uh, Mississippi State's got one, who the transition from bullpen to starting looks like it's going to be just fine for Landon Sims. You generally think Ole Miss is going to pitch it well, but, I mean, I, I saw some good arms this weekend, but I didn't see, like, you know, you're shut any lineup down. You know, you're you're scared to face the guy on a Friday night kind of thing from Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, who? where are they? Where are the elite arms in the SEC? This is going to be a league this year where yeah, it's just one week. Maybe our minds will change, but it feels like this is going to be a hitter's league this year. Uh, that offenses are going to drive the conference this year, pun kind of intended. And that's what we're going to get. I think this weekend was more so of reality than it was just a that's baseball situation, personally. Chris, asking about the telescope taunt by the kid who hit a dinger. Man, I'm kind of a hypocrite when it comes to stuff like that, right? I called Dave Van Horn one on the radio show Friday uh, because he is. But um, when I saw that, I laughed. When I saw, I thought that was funny, right? It's funny. I mean, the guy hits a home run and uses as bad as a telescope. That's hilarious to me. But that is something, if my son did that, I would be mad. Does that make sense? I mean, I laughed. I think it's funny. I'm glad people are having fun. You're you're hitting a ball with a stick. Like, that's the sport, right? So, yeah, the guy did the telescope thing. Uh, I thought it was funny. If my son did that, I would take him off the field. I don't know if those two thoughts can exist at the same time, but if James grows up to be a baseball player, no way in hell is he doing that. Not doing that. But also when I saw it, I laughed. Same thing with the uh, the Charleston Southern kid that hit a home run on Friday night. And uh, he and his team took a selfie in front of the dugout after his home run. They're getting beat 9-2. to two. <laughs> They're getting beat 9-2. to two. And he hits a home run and they take a selfie. And to me, it's like, you know, Charleston Southern plays home games in front of moms and girlfriends, you know, 100 people, maybe, at their home games. If you look at their park, it's nicely kept. 
there's like three rows of seats and it just kind of goes from dugout to dugout that that's really all they got so you hit a home run on a friday night in an sec ballpark take your selfie man take it enjoy yourself you'll never get to do this again and you'll get to tell your kids about it if you have them for the rest of your life but again if that were my kid that did that i'd be mad so i feel like i'm kind of a hypocrite there i don't know Fun should be allowed in sports. I get it. That's not something that should anger people. The telescope thing shouldn't anger people. But I would not want my own to be doing that, if that makes sense. Yeah, Jason, man, it's the it's the worst time of year. I'm, I'm medicated up, so hopefully that'll help me some. Tucker, and you're right. This is the really the, only the real takeaway that, that you can get from Ole Miss this weekend is Ole Miss did what they should have done, swept and two-run ruled games against a bad baseball team. I think Washburn gets a chance next Sunday instead of McDaniel. Uh, it, that's the only takeaway you can take away from Oxford this weekend is uh, they beat Charleston Southern the way they should beat Charleston Southern. It's not a, a very good baseball team. Uh, they'll see a few worse ones in the midweek, but that's, that's really about it. Uh, it, it can't really get much different in terms of talent level between those two teams. But they came out Friday. Uh, Mike Bianco mentioned that the weather kind of got to uh, Derek Diamond a little bit, which I found fascinating because his velocity really dropped during his outing. I mean, he was what, you know, 92, 94 early. And by the fifth inning, he was like, you know, mid to upper 80s. Uh, after the game, for what it's worth, Bianco said that uh, he thinks some of that was a product to the weather and the pace of the game. So Charleston Southern couldn't throw freaking strikes on Friday night. So they were walking a bunch of guys. They threw six guys on Friday night. So there was constant pitching changes, constant long innings and walks and stuff like that. I mean, Diamond was going 45 minutes between pitches sometimes, and Bianco attributed some of that to his play. I did, though, I, I kind of like the idea, though, Tucker, um, I was talking to somebody about this on Friday after the game. If they decided, and I don't know if Bianca would ever do this, but if they decided that it was going to be Diamond and Washburn on Friday, where you're going to pitch Diamond and until, and then Washburn's going to finish the game. Because they're both, I mean, Washburn's a starter by trade, right? So he can give you extended innings, and he looked competent in the one inning that that you gave him. We'll find out more on Tuesday night what he's really capable of. But uh, I think that's interesting. Use two guys on Friday, Diamond Washburn. If it's Diamond 5, Washburn 4, Diamond 6, Washburn 3, whatever, just use those two guys on Friday. I found fascinating. found fascinating. Uh, the pitch watches during the game. Uh, yeah, Vanderbilt was using them also, Chris. Uh, it wasn't just Oklahoma State. That's not what they have to speed up in baseball. Uh, I appreciate the effort of trying to use technology because why not? Um, if you've got technology, use it. I have the same gripe with football. Why are we still using, you know, with all due respect, middle-aged men holding a chain to determine who gets a first down in football? We have so much technology at our disposal. Why are we still using a chain, you know? When a guy punts a ball out of bounds, a ref puts his hand up in the air and just guesses where the ball crossed the out-of-bounds line. Why aren't we incorporating more technology into sports? So I appreciate college baseball's willingness to adapt with the times. But if your effort on the watch thing was to cut pace of play, that's not really much different than the radio 
and catcher relaying signals. I don't like when people are saying, oh, well, it removes sign stealing from the game. Oh, give me a break. Come on. Come on. I know that's part of baseball, but if that's really your gripe with it, I, I don't care that you can't steal signs anymore. Um, that doesn't bother me one bit. But if you were trying to adjust pace of play, that was the wrong place to do it because you didn't need it there. Time in between pitches in college baseball or, or relaying pitches was not the slow issue in baseball. It's in between innings. It's the way we do review where the umpires have to huddle before they run up the tunnel to review. That's ridiculous. Uh, and letting batters get out of the box and adjust their gloves and all that crap. That's where baseball's got an issue. It's not relaying pitches to the pitcher. But if the technology's there and it works for you, I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Williams asking about Jawan Howard uh, this week. Yeah, um, touches the ball during the game, then the argument with Wisconsin. Well, that was a little bit more than an argument. Uh, on one hand, I think some people, uh, hear me out, I think some people overreacted to what he did. Was it incredibly stupid? Yes. Should you never do that? Absolutely. Absolutely, you should never do what he did today. Ever. You shouldn't strike an opposing coach ever. Shouldn't happen. You get heated and people are pushing and shoving and words are flying and stuff. When, when people were saying that he should be terminated immediately, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that that is an appropriate reaction. But also the people defending it, I found ridiculous. Uh, what is there to defend? What is there to defend? You're a Division I college basketball coach. You struck another Division I college basketball coach after a game. Regardless of what he said to you, which wasn't much, as we've seen there, uh, a local news station had their camera right there, wasn't much. Even if he touched your arm first, you, you don't hit him. But sometimes people get heated and do stupid things. So if he would have gone into the post game and said, I let my emotions get the best of me. I did something I shouldn't have done. I'm sorry to Wisconsin. It was inexcusable. I'm going to reach out to Coach to apologize to him. I'll try to be better. The defense was, I had to defend myself. From who? Who are you really defend? Were you really in danger from a guy that was, what, 18 inches shorter than you? Come on. That's where that's where that lost me is like I wanted to defend it and be like, hey, look, everybody's overreacting. It was a stupid thing to do. He shouldn't do it. It's very dumb. He should get suspended, should get pay docked, stuff like that. But the people that are screaming about termination, you're, you're taking a little too far. It was a heated moment. He needs to apologize, call Wisconsin and get suspended, serve it, and then everybody move on. But now that he goes in the postgame talking about he needed to defend himself. Come on. Come on. Um, that was a really bad look. I mean, it's a bad look regardless, but then not taking any ownership of it after the game is even worse. And so, anyway. The truth is, you when something happens, you get one reaction, you get the other reaction, and reality always sits somewhere in the middle. Should he be fired on the spot for that? No. Uh, should he be defended for that? Also, no. Truth somewhere in the middle. Suspension. Big fine. He needs to own it, apologize, all that stuff. 
truth or the, the reality is always somewhere in the middle with stuff like that. But saying that he needed to defend himself is hysterical to me. From who? That little guy? That little shrimpy guy? Give me a break. Anyway. Uh, are we allowed to swear on here? I mean, I, yeah, we are. Um, yeah, tel- telescope guy's getting bean next at bat for sure. Um, Wayne thinks that Gaddis will be a Friday night ace for Ole Miss before too long. I like the I like the speed in which he works. I appreciated that. I I really love how fast he works. I didn't watch too much of his outing. Uh, trying to watch Ole Miss and State at the same time when they're playing at the same time is hard to do. Um, so, but yeah, I, I like the speed in which he worked. He looked amped up early, like too amped up, and then he calmed down and pitched really nicely for sure. Fred says LSU scored 50 runs this weekend on a team that the first time they hit a baseball outside was Friday. I'd rather lose two games early in the year to Long Beach State and see what you got than play Maine. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is what you get when you schedule a good team. What happened this weekend in Starfield can be one of three things. It can be, simply put, that's baseball, and that's all it is. Just, hey, that's baseball. Long Beach is a good team. I mean, they could possibly... Uh, be a host this year. That's some people think that they're possibly going to be that good. V- very good team that State played this weekend. It could be that State was uh, a little full of themselves after winning a national championship and they unveiled the banner on Friday and all that. And maybe we're not as locked in and focused on this series as some people thought, and they didn't play particularly well. And that's why, or they're not as good as we think they are. And I don't think it's number three, because here's why. Now, the offense is concerning. You're you're replacing guys. You've got some new guys in the lineup. Uh, Three runs in two days against Long Beach, not good at all. I mean, really quite bad. And you really didn't start opening things up until you got deep into Long Beach's bullpen. That's a concern. But when you look at how they gave up runs, um, I mean, you know about Parker Stinnett. You know who he is. He's pitched for you. Um, he's pitched a lot for you. He pitched in the College World Series. He pitched in the National Championship Series. He gave up a couple runs on Friday, but you know that he's capable, that that's not something that uh, you will consistently have to worry about with him. Now, Hunt was bad on on Saturday. That's concerning, but out of the bullpen. I mean, you know who who Brandon Smith is. You you know uh, what he's capable of. That's a guy that you're not particularly worried about or you shouldn't be particularly worried about giving up runs uh, in that setting. Uh, although, again, I mean, they they won today and it wasn't close. But same thing Saturday. Uh, I got those backwards. Forgive me. Uh, you know who Cam Teller is. You've seen him before. You know who he is. J- just because, look, he gives up three runs on a Saturday, but you you know his talent, his ability, and you know that he's pitched better than this in bigger spots than this. So is it concerning a little bit? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you lost a series at home. Uh, but Long Beach is pretty good. Certainly not a bad team. Um, maybe there's a little bit of hangover from uh, – maybe there's a little thought that, you know, they were better than they are or, or whatever the case may be. I mean, you see it in sports sometimes where – Teams will win championships and then not be as good out of the gate the next season. That does happen. 
Um, you also had a case where some bullpen arms that are reliable guys that have pitched well in other spots gave up runs this weekend. And you've got new faces in the lineup that, you know, uh, need to get acclimated. That's where I would be if I were a state fan today is, you know, a couple things that are eyebrow raising a little bit, you know, why couldn't we score runs in the first two days against Long Beach? That That's a bit of a, it's a fair question to ask. Why did that happen? You got to wonder about a day two starter now, but that's all it is. It's, you know, some questions and they can quickly answer them, but I'm not worried yet. I'm not, I'm not worried at all about the team yet, but uh, not ideal weekend in Starkville, but no, no reason to worry right now. I was joking a bit on Twitter with people about firing Lamonis and stuff, but no, there's there's no reason to worry right now. Memphis Rebel says, I talked to an MSU fan who said he thought pitching could be an issue overall behind Landon Sims. Uh, starters, I, I would be concerned about, yes. Bullpen, the guys that gave up runs, you know that they're capable. But yeah, uh, starting pitching behind Sims, I, I, I would be worried about. But again, I mean... No start in the first two games. I mean, Landon Sims took a loss, pitched seven perfect innings, and gave up one run on one hit. I mean, that's uh, that's going to win you a lot of games, or should. But I would be more concerned about run production than than pitching. But is that Johan or or Johan? Johan. Johan says, tough beat for MSU, but they usually don't play well at the beginning of the season. They get hot at the end when it counts. And again, new faces, new starters. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a... a, a, This is going to sound bad, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. They're a bit of an arrogance where, you know, hey, you know, we won a championship. We're really good. And maybe they weren't exactly focused or locked in and got punched in the mouth by a pretty good team. It's entirely possible. Fred says pitching for state will be okay. Hard to replace Sims in the pen who made uh, game seven innings. Yeah. Sims and Cade Smith are for sure starters. Need to find a third starter if Hunt can't get it done. Yeah. Smith was good today. Uh, He was good today, but I'm not worried about the bullpen either. I'm not worried about the pen. It's plate production, which I, I would have more concern about. Exactly, Chris, on the replay thing. Soccer and tennis utilize VAR and video stuff to determine if the ball is in. Why are we using chains for first downs? Why why do we not have a permanent camera fixated on the goal line? The NFL is an $11 billion a year industry. Uh, We don't even have cameras just down the goal line. It's crazy how how behind football is. Yeah, behind football is. Baseball is a marathon, not a sprint, no doubt. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Over under Tim Elko home runs over 20. Over. Over. Yep. Uh, turns out he's better with two ACLs. <laughs> he's pretty damn good with one. But uh, the ball that Alderman hit today, uh, what was that, a breaking pitch off the end of the bat? Like with arms extended too, like he didn't really get to put too much power behind it. And it was like 110 off the bat. It's crazy. Yeah, State's got a nice schedule, actually, uh, coming up here. 
So they have Tulane in New Orleans, and they've got a couple of midweek games after that with uh, with Texas Tech. That's in Biloxi. Hold on. Forgive me. Um, that's really where we're going to learn about this team. And that uh, five-game stretch a week before conference play. So they've got that five-game stretch, one more series, and then conference play. That's when we're going to learn a lot about State. Uh, unfortunately for Ole Miss, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe that series in Orlando with UCF. But, I mean, VCU was a tournament team last year. So maybe they'll bring in a different challenge for the Rebels this weekend. But Ole Miss largely not going to be as tested in uh, in the non-conferences they have been typically in years past. So, um, yeah, we'll learn a lot about State that weekend when they're in Tulane and they uh, are in Biloxi for those five games. And, and what is it, five games in six days, right? Yeah, five games in six days. So that'll be fun for you Coast uh, folks down there. Jason says he struck a guy – he struck a guy, three guys removed from the coach who stopped him. He didn't even hit the other coach. Yeah, it didn't even hit the guy that he was mad at. So just go in the go in the post game with the media and, and own it. Don't talk about defending yourself. It's a joke. Um, I love how his players were like, don't you dare touch my coach after he slapped the dude. Yeah. Um, and Jason, that's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. Um, I wasn't honestly prepared to talk about it. I usually like to have a couple of things written down, but that's kind of what I was trying to say is um, actions in the moment shouldn't judge people exclusively. You know, sometimes things get heated. We say things we don't mean. We do things we don't mean. But going into the media after the game and talking about how you had to defend yourself and not owning it is, um, yeah, that's where character comes into question. I agree. You also say State's a brand-new team replacing leadership with young guys against a legitimate top 25 program in the first spe- first series. They'll be fine. I agree. I agree. Sims was excellent Friday. Yeah, he was. And, and the thing is, it lasted, too, which was impressive. Um, you know, being a closer up until now – there, there was a worry that his velocity and stuff would fall off after, you know, a couple of innings. But he kept his pitch count pretty low too. He was really efficient, which has kind of been his calling card anyway. Um, but the stuff didn't fall off at all. I mean, deep into the outing, it didn't fall off. He was really impressive because again, that's a good Long Beach team. You saw what they did to not Landon Sims most of the weekend. That's a good Long Beach team, and he made them look like they were Charleston Southern. Um, he was impressive, but that's. Surprising to uh, to no one. I didn't see that. I must have missed that. Landon Sims said he wouldn't throw his changeup until people hit his fastball. Well, you may never see the changeup then. Just may never see it. Because who's going to hit the fastball? <laughs> Not many people. I mean, hell, maybe Ole Miss might. Because that, that'll be the best lineup he sees this year, apparently. Uh, but yeah, you won't see the change up much then. Ben says, great weekend of baseball. Got to watch uh, on shift Friday at Falcon Car Wash. Nice. Yeah, I did want to see time alone hit. Maybe we'll get to see him. Who do they play this week? Uh, Arkansas State. Maybe you'll get to see Malone on Tuesday. 
I want to see a def- an SEC defensive tackle with a bat in his hand. Maybe it was that. Memphis Rebel says, I feel like Long Beach State was a okay. We got the series. No need to press this last game. Your thoughts? Um, it kind of felt like they ran out of arms. On top of, uh, you get some of that on Sundays in series where you, you, the team that lost the first two is a little bit more focused and motivated to win that game, whereas the team that won the first two is a little less. Um, I do think that, you know, judging this state team on this weekend would probably be um, not a smart thing to do. I mean, we've done it in the past, right? We, we've judged state baseball off of their start and, and look at where they ended up. So until proven otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and chalk this up to they'll figure it out. They'll be fine and uh, until proven otherwise. Scott says, with Sim on, Sims on Friday and Smith on Sunday, we're good. Just need to figure out Saturday out. They might need to move Smith to Saturday if if you keep getting outings like the one you got this weekend. Uh, Scott says, I think it's more of playing a top 25 team on an open weekend, the first weekend back since the national championship. Fred says, Memphis Rebel, I think Long Beach State had great arms Friday and Saturday. Yeah, they ran out of gas. They, they ran out of arms. They did. Um, just didn't have the guys to, to keep up as the series went on. Didn't State have a terrible team a couple years ago that made the Super Regionals? I mean, they had an interim coach took them to Omaha. You know, uh, it's just something about th- th- this recent run. I mean, they've been on since 13, really. It's just something about that program and and who's in it that regardless of the regular season they've had, it just hadn't mattered to them. Um, it just hasn't. That's that's why they've had the postseason success. They they haven't been great regular season teams. They they haven't. But it hadn't mattered. Who will be the closer this year for Ole Miss Doherty? Yeah, it better be. I think he's the best he's the best bullpen arm they've got. And you saw it today. I mean, his stuff is electric. Uh it, with the caveat being, of course, that it's Charleston Southern. I mean, every everything you mentioned with, with Ole Miss this weekend and talking about this team is it's Charleston Southern. It's not a very good baseball team. It's not a very talented baseball team. However, uh, his stuff looked like that last year, and so he uh, clearly uh, is capable and ready for that role. Yeah, he's that's that's your closer for Ole Miss is Doherty. That's your closer. Yeah, they were they were fourteen started fourteen and eighteen and made it to Omaha. Got swept by Southern Miss opening weekend, and Canizero got fired. And State never had a press conference. That still cracks me up. That, okay, not to get too, um, do I want to get into this today? Yeah, sure, what the hell. You have people in this state, and, and it happens on both sides, but you've got people in this state that, accuse the Ole Miss beat and vice versa of being homers that protect the program and all that stuff, right? That goes on. That is objectively true. Andy Canizero got fired in the middle of the season and they never even held a press conference. Nobody asked for it. It wasn't asked for. It wasn't demanded at all. 
the real reason was never published, at least initially. I mean, I guess word leaked out eventually, but nobody even wrote it. The same people that, that wanted Hugh Freeze, understandably so, exposed for everything he did, didn't even call for a press conference. Mississippi State never had to address why Andy Canizero got fired publicly. Never had to address it. Never had to. Never had to. So everybody in this state lives in a glass house, is what I'm saying. Everybody lives in a glass house, don't throw stones. But yet, we throw stones anyway. It's what we do. Wow, Missouri came back. Jeez. Jeez, State played well in the first half. Um, I mean, it's over anyway. This team was not, you know, they weren't going to win out. They weren't making the tournament. It it was going to be over for Howland anyway. Uh, I had somebody send me a direct message asking me about Furman's coach. Apparently, there are some State fans, uh, people that, you know, have some sway that are interested in, uh, in him. And that would be a hell of a hire. And that's more likely a John Cohen hire than that of like a Sean Miller. But when you look at what Furman's been, they've been extremely good, competitive in their league. They play a fun brand of basketball. They have good shooters, generally speaking. And it's a tough place to recruit to. So they're doing it with some academic limitations. Uh, It's a place that is harder to get into than a lot of their SoCon counterparts. And the school doesn't really cut breaks to athletes. You've got to get guys that can actually get into school there. And that's not an easy thing to do. So they, they play a fun brand of basketball, a winning brand of basketball. Uh, and they've got some limitations. It, it's harder to get players for him there. And, and he's able to do it and do it well. So uh, if the, the guy that sent me a message and I actually, I had somebody in, in the Super Talk office, ask me, you know, hey, I'm hearing that there are some people in Starkville that like the Furman coach. What do you think? Like, you know, he doesn't know me. I don't know him. We're not buddies, but I'm well aware of of what his program does, and it's really, really damn good. And if if that's a road that State goes down, you'd be very happy with the results. That that would be a really good hire for whatever that's worth to you. If you if you're still caring about basketball, yeah, I think they uh, they run rolled too fast in both games. Mike Bianco didn't seem very thrilled with the fact that he agreed to do the run rule thing. It kind of felt like Charleston Southern asked for it, and remember Charleston Southern is coached by a former assistant of his, and he reluctantly agreed to it. Didn't sound like that's something that he really wanted to do. That he wanted to get other guys work this weekend and couldn't do it because the games ended before they should have. So. Yeah, um, that's probably what happened. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of arms on Tuesday next weekend, I think. Um, and he's still got to tinker with lineups. I thought Saturday's lineup uh, with Leatherwood and Elko batting third was the best lineup of the weekend, and, and you only saw it once. So that needs to to be the thing moving forward uh, to me. So, but all in all, uh, you know. Good weekend in Oxford, bad opponent, but you took care of business the way you were supposed to. You beat a lesser team the way you were supposed to. And in Starkville, you know, there are some things to be concerned with, but I wouldn't be anywhere close to panicking if I were you guys. Not even anywhere close. So, there are your baseball thoughts. 
I wanted to get to this, and I'm glad that I've got time. And then after this, I've got to go because again, I, I want to just rip my throat out of of my neck. Um, college football playoff is not expanding, and you guys know my stance on it by now. You know I think that it should expand because I think it would help the overall health of the sport. But two things on that that I find absolutely hilarious in terms of why the college football playoff is not expanding and why it may not anymore because I think Greg Sankey's good and pissed and his league is going to continue to get richer and continue to benefit from this more than anybody else, and they may change their mind now. Um, But two of the three conferences that voted against playoff expansion, one was the Pac-12, who has had one, no, two playoff appearances, Oregon in 2014, and then Washington got absolutely blown out and they haven't come anywhere close since that watch haven't come close since then and then the ACC who had their single most irrelevant season that I can remember maybe there was another one in a past life that I that I don't remember but there was not a single more irrelevant season for the ACC than this past one that we just had in my lifetime not that I can remember They played no meaning. After Clemson's second loss, they didn't play a single meaningful football game. Not one. Their conference championship was the lowest rated. The ACC championship was rated lower than the AAC championship in terms of viewership. It was the most irrelevant season they've ever had, and they voted against expansion to try to strong-arm Notre Dame into joining their league. They had the most irrelevant season they've ever had, and they decided, yeah, give me more of that to try to strong-arm Notre Dame, who, by the way has a contract with NBC and the Big Ten is currently negotiating, among others, with NBC. And the ACC is stuck in their contract for another 15 years. So you're going to try to strong-arm Notre Dame into joining your league when you've got a bad TV deal that they could blow up if Notre Dame joined the league, but still, uh, where you've got a bad TV deal Or Notre Dame could negotiate with their current TV partner with the Big Ten, who's also negotiating with NBC. Good luck with that. But here's the thing. Uh, So those two leagues, it's, it's hilarious that they're shooting themselves in the foot because I think they would actually give them access. The ACC would have gotten a playoff team this year. The Pac-12 would actually be involved, and they never are. Them voting against it is hilarious to me. On the other side, nobody has benefited more from the 14 playoff than the SEC. The league has gotten bigger and bigger and richer and better because of the 14 playoff. Nobody's gotten more teams in. Nobody's won more championships. Nobody's gotten richer. It's getting bigger, adding bigger brands and more want in. Nobody's benefited more from the 14 playoff than the SEC. And it's getting Ole Miss and Mississippi State richer. But the problem is, it's not getting the programs in this state any closer to a championship. That's that's why I scream about this. It's mostly, I don't necessarily care as much about the overall health of the sport as I do this state. Because, yeah, being affiliated with the SEC is getting you richer. It is. The check that the league's going to start writing to Ole Miss and State when the new TV deal kicks in is unbelievably big. So we're getting richer around here, and that's great. But we are no closer to actually making the playoff. No closer. 
So even though we're affiliated with the SEC and the SEC is getting stronger and more teams in the championship, it's not helping us a bit. Playoff expansion would actually give access to Mississippi State and Ole Miss. It would actually give access to us here because right now it's damn near impossible for the programs in this state to make the playoff. If it expanded, it would have happened multiple times in the last few years. So now you've got Greg Sankey saying, wait, I'm getting more teams in. We're getting richer. I need to reconsider my position on expansion. That really sucks for us. That really sucks for us. Because right now, we basically don't have access to it. We basically don't. It's damn near impossible for the programs here to get there. Expand it to 12, and they'd be there. They could get there. We could actually play in the championship playoffs around here in football. But instead, that's dead. And yeah, the checks are going to get bigger, and our schools are going to get richer, and they're not going to get any closer to actually winning a championship or competing for one or playing for one. And that's a shame. Memphis Rebel, Canizero got caught in an inappropriate relationship and was distracted during the game by it. During a game by it, multiple games by it. Um, It was not bad coach. It was bad actions. And yet, but it's worked out for State, obviously. I mean, his interim coach took them to Omaha, and then they hire Chris Limonis, and he wins a national championship. So, (laughs) Um, I'm a big Chris Limonis fan. Huge Chris Limonis fan. Uh, I just, um, his philosophy, his philosophy on the shift uh, for whatever it's worth. I mean, the the way he talks to his players, I actually appreciate. Um, he's real steady, relaxed. The way he manages his pitchers, I really like. Um, there's a lot to like about Chris Limonis. Obviously. Obviously. There's hot take. Whew. I, this is why you pay me the big bucks, guys, because I say things like, I think Chris Limonis is a good coach. Whew. Well, I get paid the big bucks, everybody. But anyway, thank you guys. I gotta go. I'm I'm not. I'm not. I gotta go. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. Don't forget to like the video while you're here. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see you guys again uh, very soon. But I got. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.